I like hummus and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And the hummus dip in your face, you get sprung. Listen, don't do it for the money or the followers. Do it if you're passionate, please. How many years did it take you to complete your PhD? Are I'm, all PhDs I'm, the same? They're supposed to be. Did lazy. you take a little longer? <laughs> yes. Watch me whip. Watch me nay. We have oh, no. The Lovin' Show. Follow Love in Dubai on all our social channels for more. Guys, welcome to The Love and Show. Our guest today is Declan O'Sullivan, or better known as the Paddy Man, one of the best known Irish entertainers in the Middle East. Welcome to The Love and Show. Casey, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm very well, thank you. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I've seen a number of your sets before. I've seen you playing in Fibbers, but can you please explain to an audience who may not know what type of sets you do, what type of performances you do, and why people love your music? Okay, um, I, there's three distinct uh, parts. The one that people often come across first is uh, comedy stuff. So I do some funny songs, um, maybe some parodies, things like I did an Irish gang, Irish Paddy style, which was a Gangnam style parody. Um, we recorded that here in Dubai, and, and that was a big success a number of years ago. Um, second part is uh, traditional Irish music. I love traditional Irish music. And I host a trad session in Dubai in Fibbers every second Saturday. And the third one is kind of high energy party music. So, um, and often that's infused with a bit of Irish music too. So um, that's a lot. That's a lot. So that would just depend on kind of what night it is and where you are and where you find yourself. And you find yourself all over the world, I believe, kind of playing these types of shows, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I was actually in Singapore in March for St. Paddy's Day. I was playing uh, some gigs over there when the lockdown happened. So I ended up getting, uh, getting locked out of Dubai because of all the circumstances. And uh, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, all around the world is right. And after there, after six weeks, uh, Deb and I decided to reunite over in Canada back in our home country uh, with the kids and stuff. So, so yeah, all around the world is right. It seems like that from there. Okay, so you were one of the people, you were stuck outside of Dubai when COVID happened over in Singapore. And then you went over to Canada. So as a musician who plays in Dubai, who plays in the UAE, how, how did that affect your work? And then how did you continue with your work after that time? Yeah, it was an interesting time, I think, for, for all musicians. Um, yeah. The pros and cons. The pros were you get some time off that maybe you haven't experienced, just like everybody in every job. And you try and make the best with the family and stuff. And as a creative uh, person, I tried to maybe write some songs or I, I ended up writing a bit of um, a bit of a musical around one of the songs, Fairy Tale of New York, which, uh, which again, I don't produce here or, or do some work with. Um, on a live side, I thought social media was a good outlet, even though you're not in front of a, a directly in front of an audience uh, for most of the time, uh, it was great to connect. So I used to put up my phone and go around wherever I was in the world, be it Singapore or small towns in Canada or northern, northern Canada, I'd bring my phone out every Thursday at the same time that I'd normally do a gig in Dubai. And I'd play for about an hour, an hour and a half. And I'd take requests. And so that way it was lovely to interact with audiences that way. This is really cool. So here in Dubai, and I'm, and I'm going to talk about Canada as well. So, yeah. and I know that you kind of built up a bit of an online audience there that some of your videos were getting thousands and thousands and thousands of views. Who is watching? Is it an Irish audience or is it an international audience? Because I feel like here in Dubai, the beautiful thing is that, and the shows I've been at, it's not just an Irish audience that, that love your shows, it's an all around, but you found that in Canada as well. Was it just an Irish audience or? 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it, the funny thing is, it was. It was really funny. I had some of the, let's say, fans, people that enjoy the music here in Dubai and would know me and would have liked the page and um, Paddy Man Music. So they'd come on and they'd know that every Thursday I could be relied on to do the show at the same time they normally. So people would maybe uh, crack open a drink and enjoy it. And what they ended up doing was sharing it with their friends and family back in Ireland, but also in the UK. I had people tuning in from Germany. Um, I had people in, in from South America. It was, it was amazing. Um, and then obviously in Canada, when I was there in situ, so I'd, I'd move around and I tried to make it a little bit interesting. So I'd go to like a beach, for example, or down by a pier one day. And um, it was funny, in one of the small towns, I was staying there for six weeks, people started coming out and I was down playing by the pier and a local, a local person took my picture for the local paper and came up and wanted some details. What are you doing? And I said, oh yeah, I'm doing this every Thursday for the next while. He put it in the paper. And then the next week, some people started tuning in, tuning in locally from Port Dover in Southern Ontario. And um, uh, they started tuning in. At the end of the, uh, this particular show, I did it in the house, you know, something similar to this in one of the rooms. And, uh, you know, I went out around the balcony at the front to show people what it was like in Dubai. You know, this is Canada and whatever, basic stuff. And at the end of the show, I had a lady turn up. She had a, a bottle of the locally produced wine and locally produced uh, uh, products and gave me them as a gift to say thank you and welcome to the community. So it was lovely. Um, and then the week after, she said, where, where are you playing next week? So I went down to the park the next week. And soon enough, it became, you know, uh, 25 people became 50. And by the end of the six weeks, we had 100 people in the park live, social distancing, but listening to the gig as well as others online. So I guess the highlight was really that, that time. And we had another 100,000 views of that kind of show in Powell Park um, at the end. of it. So it was great. That's incredible because I, like, I imagine COVID-19 was very challenging for musicians. So it's amazing that um, you turned it to your advantage and then you've come back to Dubai. Um, but yeah. I want to go back a bit. How did you, you've been in Dubai for 15 years. How did you settle on Dubai as an Irish performer? Why was it a city that attracted you? Um, originally, when I came here, I came here to, to work with one of the, the larger um, uh, drinks companies. And I was working in that business in, in Canada. And when I came here, um, I was working with them for three years. Then I, I uh, set up my own business, working again in the drinks export business. And I ran that for a couple of years. And my, my um, sales pitch, let's say, when I was going around and supplying drinks to embassies and, and food and, and drinks, uh, my thing was when the container load of goods arrives in, I will also come in and make sure it's okay. But I'll bring my guitar. So uh, I used to have a party at different embassies and places around the region. And when things come in, everybody would be happy to see familiar goods that they wanted from home. So, uh, so that's kind of got me started playing uh, on a more uh, formal basis in embassies and whatnot. Yeah. And then I started getting calls, well, how about we just do the parties? Can you do other parties? We've got this going on. And before I knew it, uh, I was just doing that, what I loved, music, uh, full-time uh, around the region, you know, based from, from Dubai, which was great. That's amazing. What a fantastic start. What a great story. And like, not just you, like you've built your name, you've performed alongside people like Damien Dency, The Wolf Tones, The Saw Doctor, Stereophonics. Um, what kind of stands out as you as kind of like, your, like a memorable gig for you? What's, what's been the best night? Um, let me see. I think, I think consistently the Bahrain Irish Festival has been, has been great. 
um, as a place for, for the region, for people in the region, um, particularly the Irish. Every year, traditionally, there's been about 1,500 to 2,000 people who would travel into Bahrain just for that weekend to play sports and celebrate music. And that's where we've had some of those acts you mentioned, such as the Saw Doctors and whatever. And I've been able to, 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 to play alongside them or before them or after them. Um, for, for the shows and that one is just consistently always a great one and here in Dubai we've had some fantastic times too as well we've had uh, maybe 1500 people down on the beach beside Barasti um, three years ago with Dubai Celts and that was amazing again we we're just reversing it people coming in from all around and appreciating Dubai very cool um, so if I if I look you up online now if I look you up on YouTube some of the yes. stuff that comes up is your parodies they have hundreds of thousands yes. of views on YouTube Gangnam Style, Hotel British Khalifa. Um, I'd love to hear one of them, if possible. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Let me grab, and, and, grab the And how did, how did they come about? Was that just kind of like, it just makes sense for you to kind of do them? Or, yeah, how did they come about? Um, typically, parodies, parodies, again, are just a bit of fun. I mean, uh, the one I'm going to do is the Hotel Burj Khalifa, and that's the most requested song at the gigs here in Dubai. People okay. just enjoy it and a bit of fun at it. Um, it's like many things you just have a laugh it's, you know I, I think also as Irish as you know yourself Casey we love laughing at ourselves I mean being able to laugh at yourself it's easier to laugh at the world around you even in a time like Covid you know trying to make the best of things so um, you know comedy has a role in that and, you know anyway here, here we go <laughs> <laughs> on a shakeside highway warm wind in my hair a warm smell of shisha rising up through the air. Up ahead in the distance, saw a shimmering light. And I said, That's either a stalagmite or it's the Burj Khalifa on rise. A model met me in the doorway and a big, big bouncer as well. I was thinking to myself, This could be heaven or this could be hell. I asked if they give us an old discount, she said. No, sir, no way. There was a paddy man singing in the corner. I thought I heard him say, Welcome to the Hotel Burj Khalifa. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Oh, the living in a bath, the Hotel Burj Khalifa. Oh, any time of year, you can find it so I called up room service. Please bring me your best wine. And he said, that'll be a million dirhams. And I said, that'll do just fine. Ew. So I drank it with chicken wings and hamburgers for fun. And to wash down the chocolate cake, I ordered another one. Last thing I remember, I was running for the door. They finally checked my credit card and their jaws dropped to the floor. Relax, says the night man, I'm from County Kerry. I've been working here to pay my bills since 1963. Welcome to the Hotel Burj Khalifa. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Oh, the living and I'm the Hotel Burj Khalifa. Oh, anytime here, you can find it here. <laughs> that was fantastic. Well, they, let, they, they let you in to make the video, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they did, yeah. 
Yeah, we, we had a bit of fun. I, I'll never forget, I turned up with plungers uh, to pretend I was like, I was like Tom Cruise climbing on the outside of it. And, and these big uh, black, the, the bouncers were, were coming up to me saying, hey lads, what are you doing? I said, no, but I'm a guest in here. I had arranged with uh, some of the local venues to, uh, to, to pay for a room in and, and uh, they were very good to let me in and they enjoyed the, the fun. So yeah, it worked out great. Amazing, <laughs> yeah, no, and I've seen the video and you have your, uh, you have the very famous Pennyman wagon driving down Chicksaw Road and that's it as well. I think like a lot of people would probably recognize that car as well going around, so. Amazing. And you have Gangnam Style as well, which has also got 100,000 views. How do you um, come up with these ideas? I think it's just fun. I think when, when you enjoy, I, again, it's just one aspect of trying to have uh, a better crack with anything. Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be just Irish, uh, Irish music. Again, you know, we love doing our traditional Irish stuff that it has funny songs built into it, like the chicken song or the other songs that people do. Smiling. But uh, no, parodies are a great way because people know the tune already. And they yeah. 100%. And like, let's talk, we've talked a lot about music, but I know you've done acting. You've been part of the kind of Irish acting, let's say, societies over the last number of years. Where does your, uh, is it like your music where your kind of passion is uh, just in one element? Or do you kind of, is your passion everywhere? Music, comedy, acting, is it for the mix? I think um, I, I'm best, my, my wife has to put up with, uh, my wife's a teacher, I heard you talking about the teachers earlier on, so God bless you. They've had a hard six months. Say again? They've had a hard six months. Oh, very tough, very tough, yeah, and she was working again when I mentioned me coming to Canada. It was great for me being able to play music in a park, uh, but she was up in the middle of the night uh, over there because of Canadian time and uh, working with kids and stuff like that. Um, now, now, bless her, she does sing and she enjoys music. But uh, I think she had a much tougher time than I had uh, um, over that. Uh, and again, like I mentioned, she puts up with these crazy ideas. Let's do uh, a show. Let's do, you know, we did Irish music in the movies down on in the QE2 in March. And that okay. was a phenomenal success. Um, you know, it was great to work with other Irish musicians, present something that reflected some of the best movies like Titanic were featured. And every time they had me play a traditional tune from that movie, um, and, and that was great. Again, that was just one of those ideas that said, okay, let's do this. And um, so nonstop ideas. And the acting came about, uh, again, through just trying to express uh, a side. The first one I did was Cripple of Inishman with Danu. Uh, that was a more of a comedic role. Um, then um, Podrick Downey, who's the founder of Danu here, he said, okay, let's try and push you to a different side. And with the last production that I did, the wall were farce with them. It was a more deep character, um, uh, more uh, a, a different side of things. Um, I had people coming to me at gigs afterwards saying, I can't believe you did that. You're, you know, <laughs> being shocked with something. Yeah. yeah, which is great. It's nice to just push the boundaries. Yeah. And you talked about, you've talked about big ideas just there. And you mentioned before that you've done um, some, a musical fairy tale in New York. What's next for you? Uh, is there a big idea coming or what's next in your plans? Yeah, actually, the, uh, the, the one that we did, the last one we did was Irish Music in the Movies. And the next one is Fairy Tale of New York. Um, during COVID, so I was able to go away and, and think about, um, you know, a ne another production. And, and one of the things I wrote, I have a script with uh, songs in it. And I'm currently looking at how to get it produced. And um, that one is around the great song Fairy Tale of New York, written by the Pogues, obviously. Percy McCall made it famous with, um, with Shane McGowan. But that's such an iconic song and it tells such a great story that it inspired a whole musical. 
So I wanted to fill in the blanks for people and, um, you know, what was it like when those two Irish people went to New York and they went through times, some of them were good, some of them were, were not so good, and what did it end up like? So um, I ended up uh, penning a few uh, original songs, but also including some of them that are mentioned in the song itself, like the Railroad Mountain Dew, Galway Bay, they mentioned about the NYPD choir singing Galway Bay, for example. So, you know, the, the, a song like that writes itself in terms of content. And it was just another side to maybe pursue. So that's what I'm looking at at the moment. Fingers crossed I can get something done. Um, that's amazing. Like, that is my all-time favourite Christmas song. Uh, that, it'd be amazing yeah. to know the story behind it, because I definitely don't know it at all. So, um, well, good luck with it, and we'd love to hear more about it in future. And before that's we get into our teeny tiny quiz, I just want to ask you about being a musician, as the city opens up again, events are kind of, are they happening, are they not? What do you think is going to happen in the next couple of years? Do you have any kind of insight or in, insight into um, what events will look like for us as, for you as a performer and for us as concert goers? Um, I, I like the way, as a musician, I like the way that my government are, are, are handling it right now in general. You know, it's, it's carefully, uh, do, do it nice and easily, don't shut down everything. Like, uh, easy does it is the way to go. Um, you know, for example, in, in the case of me, as a solo musician, I'm able to play gigs. So every Thursday, I'm in Fribble McGee's. And I'm able to entertain people, you know, with social distancing, people at tables, people are able to sing along. So we, you're taking the, the, the mix of risk and, and, and things, minimizing that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'd love to be able to perform with the full band, but not yet, if, you know, if, until it's safe. But it's fine. I think it's nicely done. I think over time, maybe when we get a better handle on this, um, you know, I'm sure events will open up more widely, but it's been doing okay so far. We're doing okay. I love that. Easy does it. That's probably exactly, that's yeah. exactly the way the city is going. So 100%. <laughs> okay, so before we leave you, uh, we're going to do the Teeny Tiny Dubai Quiz. I'm just getting my uh, stopwatch up. So introducing the Teeny Tiny Dubai Quiz with the Paddy Man, also known as Declan Sullivan. You have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as possible about Dubai. Now, I'll be honest with you. They're all current affairs based and uh, they're about kind of to be 100% if you had to scroll through basically any news that we wrote in the last day so it's not Dubai news it's just yeah I do the questions a lot. <laughs> okay okay um, yeah I haven't done that so I'm gonna be guessing a lot of it, but that's fine oh. no I would say that would be like the cheat sheet if you want it yeah oh yes yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay so here's our clock we're gonna start at 60 seconds okay. ready yeah. How many passenger pods have been installed on AIM Dubai so far? Uh, one. What major sporting league is expected to kick off in the UAE on September 24th? Uh, not the cricket. How many McGettigan's branches are in Dubai? Four. How much is the most expensive number plate to sell at RTA auction in this year? A million dollars. Uh, uh, 3.6 there. Where in the UAE is the world's largest skydiving tunnel? Uh, no idea. In which emirate would you find Emirates Palace? Abu Dhabi. Name the Irish pub where you would find the Meridian Airport Road. Dubliners. <laughs> what is the official currency of the UAE? Durham. What popular children's toy was removed from toy stores in the UAE due to their controversial nature last week? Oh, that's an interesting one. Uh, no idea. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you did very well, I think. That was amazing. Well done. Uh, so, pass your pods on AIM Dubai. Guys, if you're watching this in a couple of days, 
when we film this, because the live is going to go live today, when we film this, there was one. Congratulations. The major sporting league is the cricket, IPL. Branches of McGettigan's in Dubai. Were you sure about four? Well, no, I was just thinking the one in Trade Centre is not working anymore. There's one uh, JLT, I think. Uh, sorry, you've got JLTs definitely going. There's the one down in uh, JBR. And then there's the other one uh, opposite Trade Centre. I don't know. I haven't been in there in a while. So that's three, I suppose, is it? Is there uh, one more? No. Yeah, JLT, Hilton, yeah. Madinat Airport. Ah, yeah, of course. Okay, four. Has, DX, has um, Dubai World Trade Centre, is that fully shot? I thought it was just a temporary thing. Uh, that's, I, I, was belie I, I believed it was fully shot, so yeah. Okay, you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, most expensive number plate sold at auction yesterday was 7 million dirhams. Um, wow. In which emirate would you find Emirates Palace? You got that, nailed it, Abu Dhabi. Uh, name the Irish pub, the Dubliners, absolutely. Official currency of the UAE is the Emirati dirham. And the popular children's toy, which was removed from uh, kids' uh, toy shops in the UAE due to its controversial nature, are lol dolls. You have three kids, right? Just wondering. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, well, Sophia is, is too old for dolls, apparently. The last time I bought her, two years ago, she gave out to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. It was a lol doll, I haven't heard of them. Why were they so controversial? They're, they're in all the toy shops. They're, there's loads of them. You buy them, they're teeny tiny. Um, and it turns out that when you dunk them into ice water, they, yeah. it turns out they're actually wearing quite provocative clothing. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah, they're weird. Interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, you got one, two, three, four, five, six out of 10. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> quiz. you did great. Okay. Wonderful. That is our love and show this week. Um, thank you so much for joining us and for showing us a little bit. Actually, just for those who don't know, I'm having a look at what's going on behind you. I'm seeing the yes. gift pad from back in the day. I'm seeing a Hurley. Can you give a quick rundown of your room there? Uh, let me see. I've got a bunch of a bunch of different things. I have the Irish proclamation here, which is um, the 1916 proclamation. So that's my bit of history. Dubai to Ireland, 6,014 kilometers up there in the corner. You see, this is the life. I've got a Heineken guitar, you might see. I used to work with uh, Heineken in the past. So that's up on my side. And then on the other side, I've got a Bauron, traditional Bauron. Really? So that's other, some of the things. Yeah, Pog Mahone, uh, an Irish expression for go away. Google it, guys. Um, thank you so much for bringing a brilliant, uh, excuse me, for bringing a brilliant guest on this week's show. Um, guys, that is the show this week. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Stay safe and wash your hands. Every single Tuesday, The Lovin' Show. First thing are these sneakers. So these are, I don't know how old, they're Louis Vuitton sneakers and they were probably the first pair of designer sneakers that I ever got. I wanted them for so long. From Dubai influencers to social icons. Ricardo, who said I love you first? We want the date. Too. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't remember the date. We're saying it's true. Yes. <gasps> I was what? living in the desert for 28 days to afford my car to build it for racing, and in the same period of time, I was participating in life. And nobody was knowing about this. So sorry. I have to open that. Oh and how did you get out of that space? 
Follow Love in Dubai on all our social channels for more.